December 11th, 2016, 8pm. From here on in, I talk without a script. See if anything comes of it, instead of my old shit. And that's my little shout-out to Rent and that beautiful first scene where they sing of their understanding that everything we do is paid to someone else for the space for us to live. And that's kind of a dark place to start, but that is um, the way that the world works from at least one point of view. And it's a point of view that I think is really compatible with the notions within yoga, within Advaita Vedanta, that on some level, however distant and far away, we are all together, we are all one. Um, And I don't mean that in some kind of warm and cozy um, sitting around the fire singing camp songs sense. I mean that in a very real and literal sense. But let it sink in. This is really an important idea. And we do talk about it. We talk about how we are each other's teacher. As yoga teachers, we talk about learning from our students. We talk about some of the difficult subjects the inner parts of our life where we're stiff because it's easy to work on the physical bits. And somehow there's a connection from one to the other and it seems a little bit mysterious sometimes. But that's also an easy road. Because the truth of the matter here is that One way or another, we are connected, whether through blood immediately or blood through our shared heritage as a species or because we all breathe the same air on the same planet, we're all part of the same material universe, manifesting moment by moment, unrolling through time on a grand scale that is beyond imagining. So, any place that touches us and is uncomfortable is there because of some other part of us. It's like, well, that's not very useful from the point of view of how do I get myself on down the road with a little bit more peace and a little bit more... Um, comfort and perhaps a little bit more of what I consider success. But in the middle of all that, all of those first-person pronouns are carrying this implicit assumption. And that assumption is that somewhere there is a boundary. That somewhere 
the thing called me ends and somewhere else the rest of the universe begins. And I don't know if that's a real thing. In fact, I know that's not a real thing. Within a strictly scientific worldview, that does not exist. There is no compelling reason to view any system of particles any differently, whether that system of particles includes a piece out of your shoulder or if it includes um, nothing but air. They're just collections of particles being described according to um, certain conditions along with certain boundary conditions. So we have in our minds this boundary condition, and that's us. That's me. That's whoever it is that's actually listening to this nonsense. And that boundary is the place where we find our discomforts, where we find the levers that we can use to effect change. But there really aren't answers. All that we have in our minds is a memory of experience. Sensations and abstractions built on top of those sensations that we string together into some kind of story that seems beautiful to us. Oh, yes, and many stories may agree. And in that agreement, we assume that there is some kind of consistent reality where we can place our hands and our feet. And I think it's a real thing. Make no mistake about it. We also have an entire world built out of intangible things. And in that intangible reality, whatever its roots into the ground of being, we do spend most of our time. And that speaks to us very deeply of, in fact, further and further levels of abstraction, possibly beyond the ones where we are comfortable. And in the yoga world, these are generally referred to as the subtle body, the koshas, the um, higher self, whatever it is that you wish to label, the abstractions with which we are less familiar and with which we find to be further removed from our immediate sensorium. 
So what do we do with all of this? Well, we live our lives. We carry through. We get up in the morning, and as the Buddhists say, we go out to chop wood. We come back, we carry water. We make our meaning out of the moments and the connections that we find both in the physical universe and in the abstractions and idealisms with which we decorate all that we perceive. This is really a genuinely beautiful thing. And the great freedom is knowing that no, there aren't any answers. Many years ago, John Lennon wrote a song called Imagine. He says, imagine there's no heaven, it's easy if you try. No hell below us, above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. And in his own stone hippie kind of freaked out way, he touched on a very real, enduring truth. And don't get me wrong, I think that he was actually quite conscious in writing those words. but they're not the escapist fantasy that they might seem. They speak to the moment where we embrace the fact that what we have to live for is this moment. And this moment is our moment the things we see, the things we hear, things we touch, smell, taste, the positions of our joints, the extension of the muscles, the contraction of our strength. These things are our universe. They're all that we perceive of it. And in that moment of perception, that's where we can find that moment of ease to just be okay with it. Be okay with our joy, with our sadness, with our energy, with our lethargy. It's not quite an emotional experience that I'm talking about, but it's more like tapping into the well where emotions come from. And 
in so that it's not the case that I sound like I'm completely living in an abstract world here as I speak. The last week and a half have been a very huge challenge to me emotionally with things welling up and um, coming out through physically injuring my body as I prepared for a workshop and having all of my self-doubt focused on the fact that I couldn't move in a particular way and then um, going into the workshop and having everything work out really well and to handling the flood of emotions that have followed in the wake of the muscles coming loose again. Now, it's not all been pleasant, not by any stretch of the imagination. But, in part, by speaking this way, I acknowledge that its source is welling up. Indeed, from that deep place of experience, that these experiences are the whole universe. At least as much of it as I can see. And at the same time, when I go and I teach a class, and at the end I bow to my students and I say my namaste to them, I acknowledge the fact that for a time our worlds have all intersected. We may not remember them the same. We didn't have necessarily the same sensations. But somehow we were closer together than we usually are. And that moment is indeed a sacred moment. much like this one that has been preserved in time. Thank you for sharing these few moments with me. Namaste.